3: This is Adam Carriker on the ticket. Position right of the quarterback, out of the shotgun, first and twenty. Jailbreak screen in the air. It is tipped. It is intercepted by Carriker at the Missouri 21-yard line.
1: Live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Eight-year NFL vet and All-American defensive lineman Adam Carriker. Shotgun snap to Everett. He's got the left arm going, and now he's got a whole lot of Adam rips him down inside the 25-yard line. <laughs> a 90. Seven The Ticket and com. Here's your host, Adam Carriker.
4: Welcome everybody in to Adam Carricker on the ticket. Oh my Lord. I have got a case to the Fridays like, like you haven't seen since, a, no, I was going to say the last time we won a game. That's not funny. I got a case to the Fridays like you've never seen because Tony White has signed a restructured contract. All right, the man's going to be back coaching the Huskers, coaching the Black Shirts next season. There were two things that I think just about everybody unanimously agreed was the most important two things that we needed to do this offseason, although I could throw in a third. But to me, number one was bringing back Tony White, okay? Let's just say for you know kicks and grins, we don't bring in a transfer portal quarterback. Okay, I know. Terrible, terrible, terrible. We're going to, but let's just say we don't. At least we know what Chubba Purdy can do, his ceiling, his potential, okay, and if he actually gets reps throughout the season, okay, I know he was hurt, but look what he did with very little reps. Still had a growing issue at the end of the year. Okay, so my point was Matt Rule likes to promote from within. We got some good Husker defensive coaches, assistant coaches, but I wasn't sure anybody was ready to be a D coordinator. Bringing back Tony White and solidifying the defense, solidifying one-third of this football team, that's not only going to be as good, I think, I don't think I'm alone at all in this. This is not a unique take, groundbreaking take. I think we're going to be better next year on defense in year two. Ty Robinson coming back, Nash Hutmaker coming back. Year two, I just spoke with Nick Henrich yesterday. I interviewed him on the Character Chronicles. Go check that out on YouTube, characterchronicles.com. It's where all your football hopes and dreams will come true. It's just science. Okay, if you missed it. And when I asked him how much better he thought the Black Shirts could be next year, he just started laughing like, oh my God, they're going to be so much better. You don't have to obviously learn a new scheme, but you, you don't have to learn a new coach and a new temperament and what he wants because every coach is different. Every coach coach is different. Every, every coach emphasizes different things. I've watched offensive line coaches who emphasize feet and hands. Most of them are going to emphasize feet, had hands, okay, pad level, things of that nature. I've, I've seen other coaches who emphasize more or less flying off the ball and then feet and hands kind of followed to them. I've seen coaches emphasize different things. I've seen coaches grade differently. I've seen different expectations, Okay for the same exact position because everybody's different, okay? The defensive players know exactly what to expect going into next year, and that's going to be huge, okay, when you face a USC, when you face some of these teams with more explosive offenses than the horrifically horrible offenses. We we had the, the good fortune of facing this year for the most part Okay, and that's not taking anything away from our defense. I still think our defense played really well. They gave us an opportunity to win a whole lot of ball games. Okay. And hopefully we win a whole lot more ball games next year. But in my opinion, we were in a lot of those games because of the defense. Okay. So, I have got a case of the Fridays like I ain't had in a long time because I'm excited that Tony White is back. All right. Now, before I get too far gone into this show and I forget forget to do my due diligence, Ladies and gentlemen, as always, call or text and do it throughout this show. I'm open. Rico will send me. So the questions I want to say for the end, the people segment, but the comments throughout the show, the stick stick out to Rico, who does a phenomenally phenomenal job. Okay. Send me those throughout the show so I can read them, react to them. Just regular comments. Maybe not the questions per se. We'll save the questions for the end, but call or text 402 464 5685 5 I literally had somebody hit me up on Facebook the other day who would watch the ticket. So how do I text into your show? It's on the screen if you're watching on YouTube, and I say it about 84,000 times throughout just about every show. So call or text 402-464-5685. Also, check out Landscapesupply.com. They have pavers and boulders, great accents for any backyard landscaping project. They sell to homeowners and contractors. They deliver anywhere near or far. Stop by 6701 Corners Highway. Check them out at gelandscapesupply.com. Or this number is a little bit different than the one I just said, as you might imagine. It's 402-467-1627. All right. So I'm a little bit late hopping on today because I don't like sitting down to talk about things that I don't know about. Okay. One reason I talk really fast isn't because I'm right, but it's because I'm at least informed. So I text Rico. Hey, man, I'm gonna be about five minutes late. I literally just found out the news with Tony White. So I want to do some recon, some research, so I actually know what I'm talking about. All right. Here are some stats from last year, okay? From the defense last year. If you hadn't heard these, and a couple of these I actually did not know until I read them a few minutes ago. We know the defense was better. We know the defense was improved. Okay. They have the third most rush, um, third most improved rush defense in the country, the fourth most improved overall total defense. Okay. And this was the best defensive performance, okay, of the Big Ten era by a black shirt defense, was this past season. Now here's some more things. Nebraska allowed 303.5 yards per game in 2023, the best total defense average at Nebraska since 2009. Think about that. Ladies and gentlemen, it's 2023. You don't have to be a math major to do that math. And that 2009 defense, eh, kind of good. Somewhat, sort of, really, really good. Nebraska ranks 14th nationally in total defense, the program's first top 25 defensive ranking since 2010. Now, before I proceed, okay, we'd be fools not to think, and I don't want to dampen, The good vibes going on right now. But we'd be fools not to think that Tony White won't be a candidate for head coaching positions in the future. Okay? So we we got to be realistic about that. As excited as I am right now, that's still something that's, you know, realistic. But I'm excited right now for good reason. All right. The Black Shirts rank eighth nationally in a rush defense. And they were pretty much, they were number one uh, at points this year. They were top five. They were pretty much top ten the entire year. And even if you're not playing great offenses, they run the ball in the Big Ten. I know Iowa didn't do anything well this year. Okay, and Wisconsin, I, I've, in my opinion, they tried to jump to throw in the ball too much, too often, too soon. I would have given that another year or two of them if I was, or two if I was them, but they also had some injuries they were dealing with in their defense as well. Okay, the Black Shirts ranked eighth nationally in rushing defense, and that that was not something that was, Yo-yoing and jumping up and down all over the place. They've been a solid run defense all year. They allowed just 92.9 yards per game, which is the, the Nebraska's best run defense since 1999. Think about that. That's the one I did not know. Since 1999, that was the one that surprised me. There was a couple, but that was the one that surprised me the most. Nebraska held 8 of 12 opponents to less than 100 yards rushing in 2023. Husker opponents were held to 14. Or fewer points in eight games in 2023. And Nebraska ranks 17th nationally in scoring defense at 18.3 points per game. Okay. Our offense averaged 18 points a game exactly. And I only know that because after the Iowa game, I looked it up and they averaged 18 points a game as well exactly. I don't know if you find that interesting, but it was easy for me to recall. So, there you have it. All right. Now, the 18.3 points per game that the Blackshirts allowed, that is the program's best scoring defense average since 2000 and ten all right tony white was scheduled to make one million dollars okay he's now going to make 1.6 the last two years remaining on his contract all right and if you haven't heard that makes him the highest husker paid assistant coach of all time the third highest paid coach in the big 10 conference as well and i'm i'm perfectly cool with all that none of that bothers me whatsoever and uh i'm pretty excited got a case of the fridays all right now uh, Shoot me a message again, 402 464 5685. Let me know your thoughts, your questions, your comments, concerns. Do you have concerns? All right. A lot of other things to talk about here as well. Matt Rule, in his press conference, season any press conference, made headlines. I've seen this a lot of places now. Mr. Punt the Ball, quarter mile, Pat McAfee was talking about this on his show. A, portal, a transfer portal quarterback costs anywhere from one. So 1.5 to $2.5 million.
2: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
3: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense.
2: Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
4: ba da ba I was surprised, honestly, that this made the headlines that it did because it didn't surprise me. I don't know that many people come just outright and said it. Now, honestly, the strategy behind saying this. A lot of things the rule says in the press conferences, in the press conferences, we know are reactionary. He's being asked questions, and he's answering them. But he's got, I guarantee, every week, okay, anybody who speaks as well as he does publicly, you come in with certain points you want to make each week. Sometimes those points aren't things that you enjoy, like when you have to announce injuries, okay, or maybe that a player won't be back with the program. But sometimes there's other certain points you want to make. And I believe... I don't know this for a fact, but I believe Coach Rule came into the press conference making a point to make this statement. Because basically, he is saying, with much love, boosters, you want to win football games, it's going to cost some money, so here's your heads up. So I think that was actually a very intelligent move. I believe it was premeditated. I mean that in a good way. Usually the word premeditation indicates something negative. I I think it was good, and I think it was smart. I think it was smart on his part. The amount of money that is made by Husker Athletics, and Husker football specifically, I don't ever want to hear anybody complain about how much a coach costs or a player costs. I don't want to hear it. The amount of money that is made and the impact, the impact that these players make is gargantuan. Now, I do have a counterpoint to that, but I'll come back to it. You think about Quentin Eris at Texas. What they get him for, 1.5? No, he's a Texas guy, okay? Went to Ohio State, transferred back to Texas. I think it was 1.5 to bring him back. Look at the difference he has made for that program since he's been there. And obviously, they've recruited well around him. I mean, they're a borderline college football playoff team. They ain't eliminated yet. Favorites in the Big 12 championship. Worst-case scenario, they go to a new, near Six bowl game, even if they lose on Saturday. I'd be shocked they don't go to a New Year's Six bowl game. Just as one quick example, now Rule has said that he does not want to just throw money at players because he wants players who want to be here. You look at Texas A&M; it wasn't that long ago they had not the number one recruiting class in the country; they had the number one recruiting class of all time. Jimbo Fisher is no longer their head coach. Just a couple of years later, you've got so Rule wants to bring in guys who want to be here. And I love and support that. But I think he's also recognizing that college football is different than it was the last time he was a head coach in college football. NIL and Transfer Portal have completely changed the game. I don't want to say he's learning that because that that feels like a negative connotation. I I, I don't I don't have any sort of negative connotation when I say that. But I think the game is evolving and he's learning to evolve with it. And I think he understands that. He still wants to bring in young guys. He still wants to develop them. He still wants to find diamonds in the rough. Look at Jalen Lloyd this year. An under-recruited, overlooked kid out of Omaha that was really fast and had a great attitude. And Rule's like, we'll give you a chance. Boom, year one. Now, I don't know that anybody could have predicted year one he'd have the kind of impact he did as a true freshman. Under-recruited and overlooked. Those are the type of guys that Rule likes to bring in and develop them. A little bit more challenging to do in today's day and age where you can literally buy players if you want to, but that's his philosophy. And he wants to bring in players who want to be here. And I love and support that. But I think he understands that, let's be honest, there's a price tag to certain players. And college football is more, more, and more, and more, and more than it's ever been like the NFL. Look around at the good NFL teams. You're going to find one major common denominator 99% of the time. They've got a good quarterback. Where would the Jets be if they had Aaron Rodgers? And I know. The individual who replaced him, Zach Wilson, Okay, struggles. Very talented kid. Okay, But he struggled, so maybe that's a bigger drop-off than your typical backup from your typical starter. So maybe a little bit of an extreme example, but the game in the NFL largely revolves around what you've got as a team, the coaches, but the quarterback. And college football is more like that than it's ever been. And so how you view bringing in a transfer qu- portal quarterback might be different than other positions. And that's rightfully so you still got to bring in the right guy. Cause you don't want a bunch of Texas A&M guys who are here just for the money. Things don't go well. I'm going to leave. And then all of a sudden you got a volcano erupting, so to speak. When you go from the number one recruiting class of all time to the head coach, isn't even there anymore. To me, that's a volcano erupting. So I'm excited that Tony White is back. I think most fans would agree with me that the next biggest thing is the quarterback situation. That's what I'm going to continue to call it. We got Chubba Purdy. Hopefully he stays. I know Rule still thinks highly of Harburg. I love the way he plays. Okay? And that portal, we'll see what happens. I think everyone agrees we got to bring in at least one guy. A guy with years of experience. A guy with a couple years left so Rule can still develop him because that's still what he likes to do. It's still what he believes to do. And honestly, I agree with it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Tony White is back. Quarterback conversations are going to run amok now. And I mentioned earlier that there's one other thing that I would throw in as the third most important thing this offseason. People aren't talking about it because it's harder to address. It's harder to fix. Even Rule at the press conference when he was asked about turnovers, which is my third thing, it's, it's hard to put your hand on it. It's hard to put your finger on it, I mean. You know, he talked about making guys carry the football during conditioning drills, speed drills, agility drills. Sports science guys may not like that, but you know, we kind of hinted at we may do it anyways. Doesn't matter how fast you are if you ain't got the ball. It's hard to score if you ain't got the ball. That's for sure, especially when you know the offense needs to vastly improve, anyways. So, turnovers. And he did bring up and he makes he made a great point. I thought he could have spent more time on it, honestly. He just briefly mentioned protecting the quarterback better and running the ball better. Okay. And you know, Barring Iowa, Michigan, we ran the ball really well this year. Number one running offense in the Big Ten. Rushing offense in the Big Ten. I know going into Iowa, I have not updated a lot of season stats since Iowa wasn't all that interested. But being able to run the ball against teams like Iowa and Michigan. I mean, Michigan plays Penn State. One of the top defenses in the country doesn't throw the ball the entire second half because they can run the ball against anybody. Then they play Ohio State. They hold the ball. From 8:05 on the clock in the fourth quarter to 1:06, near seven minutes. Large, large, large amount of those plays was run, run plays. Ohio State couldn't stop it. Third year in a row. Now they didn't just bully ball and push them all over the field like they did the two years prior. But when Ohio State needed to get Michigan off the field, they couldn't, and it was because Michigan could run. Michigan could run the ball. Rule hinted in the press conference. We didn't handy flat, flat out said quarterbacks got to take the care of the ball better. Is mostly that position also. He wants the linemen and the tight ends to hit that way room. Because while we could run the ball, we couldn't run the ball when it mattered the most against the most difficult teams. And that's the most important thing when it comes to running the ball. And if you can run the ball, it puts the defense in a much more difficult position. Then it's easier to protect the passer. While the offensive line significantly played better this year, they still struggle to protect the passer. All of a sudden, it's easier to hang on the ball. All of a sudden, there's less interceptions. So... Number one, most important offseason thing, in my opinion, Tony White is back. That's taken care of. Number two, quarterback situation. How do we figure it out? Number three, the much more difficult one to tackle. But I did think Rule actually addressed it very well. He just did it very briefly. So I feel like it got overlooked in his press conference, running the ball, protecting the quarterback. If you can do those two things, those turnovers will be cut more than in half. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Rico does a phenomenal job. He sends me a list of things every week to talk about for every show, every live show, Monday, Friday. And and I almost always get through everything he sends me, but I almost always, you know, kind of fill in the gaps, so to speak, because he knows. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to put my my twist on it because that's just what I do. He sent me this whole list. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, one things to talk about. And I've only talked about number one. <laughs> Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We got a lot of show left. We'll be right back.